everyone welcome back to the pillow fort um today i have jennifer with me obviously what what are the you pointing sound at doesn't look like it's on it's on okay <laughs> uh <coughs> anyways i've got jennifer with me and i've got one two a lot of reddit stories okay three three ghost stories from Reddit and one true it's crime. not really true crime it's more of a let's not meet but yeah and then after that I'm going to get into the slender man of things <laughs> oh god um I'm not gonna do what I was originally planning on doing with slender man right now I might revisit it in the future so I can really do it justice because I want to include the history and stuff about who created him and all that kind of good stuff. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so that's going to be a revisit episode. Okay. <clears throat> Alright. Um, did I have any announcements for this week? Another um, thing. Did you? Doop doop doop. Um, trigger warnings. Uh, there are mentions of murder and suicide and uh, demons and if I come across any more trigger warning things that I need to um, I'll put them in the, 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 the episode or description? Yeah, that that's what I was talk, trying to think of. A oh. description. Uh, yeah. Um. Ah, my headset! Oh, no! Okay. Sorry, RIP headphone users. <laughs> I understand because I am one. Uh, alright. So, I guess... Do you have anything you need to say or want to say? Uh, whatever. It's a whatever. Please keep, just read, please. Alright, so everybody, grab your snacks, and your drinks. Take a restroom break. Yeah, take a restroom break. <laughs> and and then, then come join us in the pillow fort. Yeah. And let's get creepy. creepy. Okay. This first set of stories. I kind of go with our stories today. Huh? I kind of go with our stories today. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Jennifer's over here wearing a floor-length black velvet cape. Robe. <laughs> yeah. Robe, cape. Cape, robe. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this first set of stories is from your fave nightmare 917 on Reddit. And the name of it is the whisper it's like it, it's two stories that go together but all right i need to go um, let me get a sip of water sorry guys i am not here she is now one of the ghosts dude i feel like it <laughs> don't we all i want a goddamn puppy anyway <laughs> 
A little bit of background story about me. I don't like people touching me, hugging me, or sometimes going into people's houses. Why? When people touch me, I feel things that I can't describe into words. I feel when they've done something bad, like gotten into a really bad fight, or even worse, when a guy has done something bad to a girl. Use your imagination there. So, when I walk into places that I don't know, I feel when someone has died in the apartment and place. I avoid hospitals because I can feel hands touching me and get goosebumps and really bad headaches. For example, I was looking for an apartment like a month ago with my mother. I like her input into things. My mother is my best friend. So we walked into the apartment and automatically I got a pain in my stomach and had a really bad headache. My mother and I developed a language that only her and I can understand to each other. I walked into the kitchen of the apartment and I told her, Mom, a lot of people died here. I can't live here. So my mom decided to tell the realtor, No, thank you. The apartment is too big for her. The guy decided to reply, Ma'am, this apartment is really cheap. The usual rent's 3000 and now it's down to... $1,600. I live in New, New York City. Pandemic prices and all. My mom, yes, I understand, but no thank you. We were walking downstairs and a lady that lived in one of the apartments below the apartment we were looking at came out of her door and said to my mom in Spanish, don't move in there. The family had died in there a month ago. He's not going to tell you that. Good night. And then she closed the door. The realtor said, what did she say? My mom replied, she said, welcome to the building. If you have any packages, I'll pick them up for you. She lied. So the realtor looked weird. As we walked home, I told my mom, I told you, I'm not crazy. Um, another story is when my sister was 15, my sister, when she was 15, had a horrible habit of inviting friends over and they would sleep on our couch. So having odd people in my apartment wasn't odd to me. So one night, I went out drinking with friends. I came back home and as I walked down the hallway, there was a guy standing up against the wall to let me pass to the bathroom. I said, yeah, excuse me, good night. He replied, sure, hun, go ahead. I went to the bathroom, closed the door, and as I was using the loo, I thought to myself, wait, no one's home. My sister's in Pennsylvania and my mom works overnight. Who the hell was that? I opened the door slowly and no one was there. I told my mom what happened the next morning and of course she went to tell the neighbor next door. So the neighbors told my mom, the couple that lived there, the boyfriend killed the other guy because he was cheating on him and then the then he killed himself in your daughter's room my room creepy where did all of this happen yeah it happened in the hallway so you get the point that I feel things and sometimes even see things that I cannot explain in the apartment that I live in right now there is a shadow that likes to sit at the foot of my bed and just likes to watch me sleep the reason I'm moving you feel the weight at the foot of your bed and it just 
likes to sit there and watch. Now this is the Salem story. I went to visit my little sister's best friend. I need to take a break from the pandemic BS. Okay. I went to Boston while it was still safe to visit. My friend picked me up from the airport and that was nice of her. Anywho, since I arrived in Boston super early in the morning, she decided that it would be nice for me to visit Salem, a small town. Very cute, by the way. Backstory, my sister and I have a thing that we would get our palms read by a psychic or cards read. The lady that we used to go to, used to, go to was nice, was a nice old lady. I'm sorry, there's a lot of grammar errors in here and I'm trying to fix them as I come to them. Mom has, mom having brain errors. <laughs> it's not just my brain errors. There, it's, it's some of the sentences are properly yeah. put in. <clears throat> she was a nice old lady, about to lose her sight. She would tell me stuff that some people would seem that to some people would seem like it was bull, but oddly enough, everything that she said did come true. The last time I saw her, she said, "You have a good aura. You are so kind. You like to help people from your heart, and it's your biggest downfall." Don't worry. Otherworldly people see that, and they love that about you. Back to the story in Salem. So I went into the shop. I can't remember the name. It had this witch stuff, dolls, potions, herbs, even candles, to do some black magic. I don't believe in any of that stuff personally. <clears throat> but <laughs> to the people who do believe in it, I respect your beliefs. There was a sign that said, Card Reading please make an appointment. I looked around and there was an employee at the candle, at the shop fixing some candles. He said, yeah, go to the cashier and make an appointment and she can help you. I did make the appointment. The guy read my cards, said some odd stuff, but the one thing that I can say that stood out is that he said that there's a lady that is with me at all times. I said, who? He replied, she said she is the lady with lots of, with the roses, lots of roses. Sorry. My grandmother had a thing with roses. She had three gardens filled with roses, yellow, pink, red, you name it, she would have them. I told the guy my grandmother's nickname. He said, yes, she is shaking her head up and down. Okay, odd. I'm not going to tell you the rest of the reading because that's personal. After I left the shop, I was drained. So I told her to take me home. I need to sleep. It was 1 p.m. or so. Anywho, my sister's friend lived right across from a cemetery. It looked really pretty and peaceful. In New York, the cemeteries look odd, and personally, I feel like all the dead people are piled up on top of each other. There is no walking space. So I left the store, store uneasy. I had a migraine that came out of nowhere right after I left the shop. I told my friend I had a headache. Mentally, I was drained. I don't know what happened in that shop. I felt like I worked 36 hours straight. So I fell asleep and woke up in the middle of the night. I woke up to someone whispering in my ear really fast. 
you know, like when the commercial people are trying to read you the TRRs, that fast. I woke up and couldn't move at all. I was stiff on my friend's daughter's bed. I started to pray mentally because I couldn't even move my mouth. The whisper just kept on getting faster and faster, so I did what my mother had always told me. Munchkin, when you feel like that, pray to Grandma. She's always with you in your heart. So I prayed to my grandmother, and I said, whoever's trying to communicate, stop it. The whisper stopped. I got up to get a drink of water downstairs, and the house felt odd. I felt like someone was looking at me. I hate that feeling, so I ran upstairs to get in bed again. Oddly enough, the shades started to move like there was wind coming through the bedroom. What the fuck? It felt cold. I fell asleep again wearing a hoodie uh, fuzzy and fuzzy socks. In the morning, I woke up and told my friend what happened. She said something that was odd. That room is always odd. It's always cold. It would be a hundred degrees outside, and it's always cold. We have one of those guy techs, tech guys, guys, tech guys, <laughs> to come and check if there was a hole in the house or something, and he said that her house was completely sealed. That room shouldn't be cold. I told her about the whisper, and of course she laughed it off. The next morning, I wanted to go back to the shop. I wanted to see the guy again. Because of the pandemic, there was a line, so my friend and I waited on the line, but it was taking too long. So I passed by the shop, and since it's, the shop windows are pretty big, so I passed by the shop, and all the employees in that shop turned their heads to look at me. The card guy, the cashier, the herbs lady. Not that, not that they didn't have customers waiting. I looked back at them, and the card guy smiled, but it didn't seem normal. He looked really creepy, and his teeth didn't look normal at all. So I guess when my mother said never walk into places that people like to drain you, meaning energy-wise. I always thought my mom was a little superstitious, but she hasn't been wrong so far. Munchkin, they feel your light, your love, and other people want that. People who cannot, people who you cannot see. So the question is, what am I? I feel things I cannot explain. That was honestly weird. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty weird. But the foot of the bed, I felt that actually once. And I was so afraid to even open my eyes. And I asked Dagan, hey, did you get up in the middle of the night? Because we were over at our grandma's house. And he said, no, I was asleep the whole time. Which, usually he is. And I was... Like, how can you be in bed if I felt that? You must have accidentally pushed on the side of the bed, but it was, like, lasting, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, someone sat there, and then I had the courage to open my eyes no one was there, and then all of a sudden, it was gone. And so I got a little bit freaked out, but then I was like, Dagan must have gone into the bathroom or something. Gosh dang it. What? I said it you don't said his name like three fucking times. Really? Yeah, it's fine. Okay, you're still recording. Yes, I know I'm still recording. Um, my thing about it was the part where she was talking about like at the hospital where she can feel cold hands touching her. Baby, I see it. Calm down. Okay. Jesus. 
Um, the thing where she said she would feel like cold hands were touching her at the hospital. You mean, I felt that almost my whole entire life. Like, someone always had their hand on my shoulder. Like, they won't go away sometimes, but they're usually always watching me. Uh, That's why I always feel like I'm being watched. One Halloween, uh, my Uncle Bobby took us back into the woods where he hunts. And there's this old plantation house. And he had, like, some deer feeders set up near it or something. Anyway, me and my cousins, we were running around through the woods. And I fell in this hole in the ground. I mean, I mean, it was like a... It was like the ground indented in, you know? And, like, so I tripped and I fell in it. And when I was climbing out of it, I noticed it was a there was a grave plaque in front of it. Oh God! Like the little yeah, uh, it was part of the slave cemetery that was back there. My God! Yeah, and so when we went into the old plantation house during the day, this was during the day. Um, That's even worse. I had my Uncle Bobby's really expensive flashlight in my hands and he was standing like right beside me and I was like shining the beam around looking in all the corners and when I went to look up in the rafters I pointed the light up and it was like something did just like this and like grabbed my hand and I like slung the light down on the floor and my Uncle Bobby was like you okay? and I was like I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, all I know is I've got to, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> I got to get out of here right now. What about that time when Dagan like had my EV doll thrown at him? Mm, yeah. And then, and then, uh, my Venus McFly fly trap. Yeah. Mount Monster High doll thrown at him too. Mm-hmm. That one. Ugh. Yeah, that one was creepy. Hopefully we got rid of it. Either that or it it, it follows me around and honestly likes me. Because <laughs> yeah. Dagan had, was annoying me to the point of anger and I couldn't take it anymore. Who knows? Who knows? Life is creepy. Okay, you ready for the next story? Yeah. Okay, this one is called, Why I Have a Fear of Windows. Okay. What? Why would someone have a fear? Well, that depends. Like, what if there's no trees around and then you start hearing tapping at your window unless it's like one of your friends coming over to visit, but it's not daytime, you'd be like, what the hell is that? Go the hell away. Alright, you ready? Okay, this was posted by Troubled Waves on Reddit. I live in a small town. A small, small town. You blink and you miss it. The best we can boast about is a single stop sign and a gas station, which we only have because of the nearby highway. 
an actual semblance of a town is 25 minutes away. So when things get scary out here, it's amplified. The occasional homeless person is no big deal. They often drift through. Drug addicts run rampant and will steal everything they can from your house, but it's the normal out here. However, what happened a few years ago certainly wasn't normal. Originally, I was dead asleep in my bed. I only woke up because it was burning hot in my room, but it was summertime and there wasn't much I could do. I just remember tossing and turning until I got a creepy feeling in the pit of my stomach. I glanced over to the bathroom door that was open with the lights on. Everything was normal. I left the light on so I wouldn't trip and die if I had to pee in the middle of the night. Next, I glanced at the window directly across from my bed. It had no curtains, but it did have a pretty, shit a, set of <laughs> a pretty shitty set of blinds. Part of the blinds were broken from wear and tear, and the crappy AC output beneath it would make them move back and forth, so you'd get a glimpse outside ever so often. The yard light was still going, but what made me stop was the outside outline at my window. The figure of someone was directly at my window, almost like it was waiting for the blinds to move to watch me. I didn't have much of, a, much of an imagination as a child. That had been trained out of me. But the sight was enough to pour every horror film into my head at that moment. I squeezed my eyes shut and pulled my blankets over my head and slept in a cloth oven that night. By morning, the figure was gone. I remember running to my mom's room on the verge of tears in the morning, telling her what happened. She laughed at me like I was an idiot and told me it was probably just a stray cat that had climbed up there for no, for some odd reason or another. I almost believed her since my window was pretty high off the ground, but something about it just didn't sit right. Later that day, we were doing yard work and I glanced over at my window. I saw one of our metal patio chairs had been pushed up to it. I pointed it out to my mom who proceeded to chew me out. That's how the cat probably got up there, moron. Stop leaving furniture everywhere. But I hadn't moved it. It was heavy enough that I had to struggle with it. So we moved it back, and so began a pattern. At night, I'd see the figure, complain to my mom, and we'd find the chair moved every single morning. This went on for weeks. My mother stopped caring about my concerns until one morning, we saw where the outside screen of my window had been sliced open. I still remember her shaking her head and complaining about those damn stray cats that we had still yet to see. I could tell she was unnerved by this development. I couldn't handle it anymore and I opted to sleep in our living room that night. The only problem was our kitchen and living room are connected, which means there are always several windows. The first night of the move went well despite my back hurting from the couch. I avoided my room like the plague. I wasn't a it wasn't until about four days later that we ran into an issue. I woke up, glanced at the clock above the fireplace. It read a little past three AM. I couldn't realize why I'd woken up until it happened again. There was a beam of light shining in from the kitchen window almost like someone was shining a flashlight in. 
So, I lost my way, sorry. I saw it trace along the walls and land on the love seat across from the couch I was on. I was mortified. I told my mom. She continued to laugh at me. I gave in and decided that I would sleep in my dad's room, even though it had a gigantic window. He slept in the recliner with a huge TV, so I felt more safe having someone around. The yard light was directly outside the window anyway. It seemed foolproof. That was until I woke up out of habitual fear and watched through the window across from the bed. Everything seemed normal as time drove on, and I felt like a moron. Maybe my mom was right. That was until I saw a lone figure come out of the woods by the backyard shed, walk directly under the light, and head towards the patio furniture like he'd been here plenty of times before. I still remember the large build the man had and the confidence like he was the one that lived here and wasn't creeping around in my yard in the dead of night. I just remember listening to the TV until I fell asleep again, hoping to get another glimpse. My dad would have been pissed if I had woken him up. He was grumpy on a good day and terrifying on a bad day. I didn't feel like risking it unless I had solid proof because I was scared. The next morning, my mom chewed me out again for the patio furniture, which was directly... For the patio furniture, which was routine almost a month later. But this time, something new happened. She demanded that I stop playing in the toolboxes of the garage. A bunch of tools had been taken out and left on our doorstep. Screwdrivers, a large hammer, ham, hammer, hammer, <laughs> a large hammer, flashlights, etc. It wasn't me. I begged with my mom and pleaded with her to stay up with me one night. We didn't close our garage, or we couldn't close our garage, because it was open, it was an open carport, and I wasn't going to get my ass beaten for touching tools because of someone else. It was driving me mad. Finally, she agreed. That night, we would stay awake in the living room. I finally fell asleep before my mom did, but I remember her waking me up in a panic. She pointed to the window that overlooked into our garage. We couldn't, we could, we could, we could, we could see the top of someone's head as they walked back and forth. There was a sound of someone placing metal tools down on the brick steps as if they were trying to be quiet but couldn't fully muffle it. She whispered for me to go wake my dad. My dad was angry, having been woken in the middle of the night by his frantic daughter. He grabbed his pistol and headed out the back door, towards the front of the house where the garage was located. We heard my dad screaming and someone dropping tools. Then, the shot of a gun, twice. The frantic footsteps pounding out of the garage felt like... They were coming from my chest. My mom peeked out the window and then opened the door, and my dad stumbled in. He had missed both shots because of his unstable aim, but told us that there had been a man crouching at our front door, looking at our door handle. 
None of us slept that night, and in the morning, the law from the closest town arrived. They didn't do much besides ask if anything had been stolen for a description of the man, and then told us to install cameras. That was it. They said the guy was probably looking for something easy to steal for quick money. If that had been the case, why hadn't he stolen the tools, the generator, the welding machine, or broken into any of the vehicles just sitting in the garage? We finally set up hunting trail cameras near the house, but nothing happened since. Coming home from college for holidays, I still have nightmares about the incident years later when I sleep in my own bed. I don't know what he was looking for or why he did the things he did. Whatever the case may be, man at the, min man at the window, let's not meet. Okay, that was the end of that one. <laughs> You didn't like it? Uh -uh. Did it? It just doesn't... Okay, it feels kind of real, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure he was kind of like a murderer trying to find a way in. Something. Yeah. Either that or he's just some creepo trying to get something like panties from Panty Raid and stuff like Jesus that. Christ! Hey, look. I'm not wrong. It could be possible. No. I don't know. It's, it's freaking weird. And, and he I, only looked for the girl, too, so... It, he could have thought maybe pedo, pedophile something and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Like, tried to kidnap her and try to sell her to somewhere. You don't know. I, I, okay, I didn't say that that wasn't the case. <laughs> I was just... When the mom called her a moron and didn't believe her, I, I don't know. It, it just sat wrong with me. The whole freaking thing, the ordeal. Bad. Yeah. All right. That. Ugh. Did you burp? No. Did you fart? No. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? I got a funky smell for a second there. Hmm, oh. what it was. But alright. That was why I have fear of windows. Um, our next story is called The Demonic Presence on the Stairs, and it is by Then Driver 1609. In my house, there are lots of ghosts. Unsurprising because the oldest records we can find of it are from the early 1600s, but could have been there before then. We have a set of steps that lead from the small kitchen living room to a landing leading to bedrooms and bathrooms. There's a demonic presence who tries to trip people and hurt people that go on the stairs. This was the first ghost I saw from a few years ago. 
One night, I was on my own downstairs when I looked down and saw a cold, pale hand reaching towards my foot. And her nail scratched my foot before I screeched and jumped off the sofa. The girl lunged at me, mouth open, a few teeth missing, others kind of sharp as though she had shaven them. I fell on the ground and she was hovering a few inches above me for a few seconds. And I noticed the irises in her eyes were very dark, almost black, and the other one was just completely white. She disappeared, was gone, without me even blinking. I stopped screaming and got to my feet and without a thought ran outside into the pitch black and cried, calling my parents, only stopping halfway across the front lawn. I looked down and my foot was bleeding really heavily. Finally, my mom answered and told me that it was my imagination and to go back inside. I refused and my mom explained what happened to my dad, who told me to stay outside and go knock on the neighbor's door to see if he would let me stay there until my parents got back. After I hung up, I looked at the house and saw the girl in my bedroom window upstairs. She waved, smiling at me, but her nails were red with my blood. Even with my bad eyesight, I could see that. After a few minutes that felt like hours, my parents arrived and got me and took me inside. My sister decided to make fun of me because I was still crying until she saw my ankle and foot. My ankle was really swollen and the plasters my neighbor gave me was soaked through. Plasters. I guess that's a type of bandages or something, I don't know. Um, had soaked through. They had gotten worse and bled heavier as soon as I went inside the house. So my parents took me to the hospital and I got stitches. The next day, I was baking and calling my friends with the camera pointing at the stairs. I explained what happened when I noticed in my reflection something was behind me, crawling down the stairs on all fours. I wasn't the only one who noticed it. Sorry, that was my cell phone. Um, I wasn't the only one who noticed it, and I grabbed my phone and ran into the living room and closed the door. One of my friends asked why I ran, and my other friend said, Didn't you see that? I also woke up one night, and she was floating above me, pushing on my eye. I couldn't move, and the next day I had a black eye. The girl now known as Gigi for ghosty girl on the stairs is still there attempting to trip me every time I go to my room or the bathroom what are your thoughts that's fricked <laughs> it's pretty pretty fricked my eyes won't adjust and it's killing me what do you mean like everything blurs. Like everything went blurry? Yeah. Oh. Ugh. But yeah, no. I don't think I'd have been back in that house either. I would have left. <laughs> I would have said goodbye. I mean, she went to the neighbor's house and they gave her plasters. The fact that her parents said she was imagining things. Yeah, it was her mom. Her mom said she was imagining things. 
don't know. I guess... I don't know. I don't understand. But alright. It is time to crack into the Slender Man. Okay, um, this is the Slenderman story from Creepypasta. It has like a, a, a four story, I guess you would call it, and then I'll read the actual story itself. But I wanted to include this because I thought it was pretty cool. And like I said, um, the Creepypasta website, if you go search with uh, Slenderman, it has like a huge thing of historical references and it talks about the folklore and the real life and the panic and everything that Slenderman caused. So yeah. Alright. If only you hadn't looked back. Though it was autumn, the day had seemed long and the brief walk towards home short. As the sunlight began to fade, you and your two friends left the playground behind and trudged reluctantly home, knowing that you would be forced to pick up the games and conversations the next day. The next day, that never came. If only you hadn't looked back. But you had. Turning, just for a moment, you had glanced back toward the tree line seen the fingers of their branches clawing towards the sky and beside them the figure at first you thought you must be mistaken that your eyes in the hazy blur of twilight were playing tricks on you but no when you look again he was still there taller than any man could be thinner even the willowy branches that it extended ever upward from the trees. He loomed in the distance like a shadow of some horrible dark truth and you knew instantly that you had to look away. That if you didn't tear your eyes away from the blank featureless face then soon the blank would wash over you, become you, and you would walk slowly but surely as if pulled by some magnetic force towards him toward him, though you fear him, though you were scared of his unnatural height, the aching blank whiteness of his face, the arms that seemed to stretch towards you, and the slithering tentacles behind. You turned, screwing your eyes, telling, willing yourself not to look, not to see, not to give in to, and go to him. You screamed to the others, telling them the same, telling them not to look. But as you open your eyes, you realize they had already looked, and they were already gone. Uh, possibly the most famous creepypasta character of all time, and certainly one that has crossed most frequently into mainstream media, the Slenderman, also known as Slenderman, is a character born of a variety of earlier influences, but which itself represents an evolution in the uses 
and development of folklore. Violent, real-life link events linked to the Slenderman's character is have increased its infamy and even led to a moral panic based around the possible negative influence and danger to the fictional character that the fictional character possesses possessed to children yeah i wanted to share that with you guys and now on to the story after waking up with a jolt the girl laid in bed a few seconds longer Reaching over to switch on her bedside lamp, she tried to remember exactly what had stolen her sweet slumber away. When she couldn't, the brunette swung her legs over the side of the bed and heaved herself up. Checking the time on her phone, she snorted when she saw it was midnight, the witching hour. Okay, I'm going to pause right there. Midnight is not the witching hour. 3 a.m. is the witching hour. But, so, uh, knowing that sleep would only evade her she left her bedroom for the kitchen a good cup of coffee on her mind as she passed her front door a chill spread like liquid fire down her spine it's only winter she told herself focusing on the coffee plant measuring out the scoops in water and preparing her cup kept her occupied but as the liquid boiled she had noted nothing left to keep her mind from wandering off the chill returned, and she couldn't help but glance behind her to the front door. It stood there innocently enough, just like always. The deadbolt was still in place, and she could see nothing amiss with it. Turning back to her coffee, she did her best to forget about the feeling. Excuse me. With her cup in hand, she started back towards her bedroom. As she walked by the front door, she decided that a quick glance out the peephole would help calm her restless mind. The chill worsened with each step she took towards the door and further away from the safety and warmth of her blankets. She pressed her empty hand against the cold metal door and took a deep breath before leading her eye to the peephole. At first, she could only see an inky blackness and somehow it seemed to swirl in on itself. When she blinked, in surprise, the void melted away. She wished that it hadn't. In its place, there stood what she could only guess was once a man. The limbs were long and inhumanly awkward, with bulky joints branching off into several arms, not unlike the branches of a tree. The creature was draped in a black suit, somehow making the thing even more nightmarish to her. The icing on the proverbial cake, however, was what passed as the hellish thing's face. It was as though her mind blurred the ghastly visage to spare itself further shock and horror. She shoved herself away from the door, with the hand still pressed against it. The scalding mug of coffee fell the liquid burning her bare legs as she fell backwards and tried to crawl away from the door. She knew, somehow, that her mind hadn't been playing tricks on her. As she crab walked away from the door, she watched as tendrils as black as the void she first saw snake around through the cracks. 
The girl was trapped between the instinct to flee and the gut feeling to not turn her back on the door. When the door jolted, the urge to flee overcame her and she slipped in the burning liquid as she tried to make it back to her room. She knew deep down that she was trapping herself in a corner, but she had to get away from the door. The girl was halfway down the hallway when she heard the previously locked door open. She screamed and slipped into a wall, cracking her chin on it and stunning her. After that, there was only blackness. Nicole? A warm male voice snapped the woman out of her trance. She turned around and she was met with, by one of her sister's doctors. She nodded, not sure if she should say anything or even if she should find her voice if she didn't have something to say. That morning, she had gotten an urgent phone call from the hospital saying that her sister, Lindsay, was there. Before they had even let her see her, the doctor had pulled her off to the side and insisted that they talk to her about what might have happened. Phrases like self-inflicted and assault had been tossed around, and Nicole felt her mind reel. She still hadn't fully understood what they had been saying until she saw Lindsay with her own eyes. Her little sister had a bandage wrapped around her head, covering both of her ears as well as her eyes. They said it would keep her now deadened eyes from drying out and to try to keep infection out of the wounds. Lindsay made wounds that Lindsay made to her ears. The doctor had guessed that either she or someone else had jammed a pencil into them to keep her off balance or to deafen her against something. There was the mix of first and second degree burns on her hands, legs, and feet from what was assumed to be the coffee that the neighbors had found slipped all over the entry to her apartment. As Nicole walked into her sister's hospital room the first time, she thought she had spied the silhouette of a man in the window. That, she knew, was impossible. Her sister's room was on the third story of the hospital. And that's, that's the creepypasta. I've read that one. Like, I was like, is this the story about where the girl slips? <laughs> yeah, it was the one where the girl slips. I'm sorry, I moved the mic away from you. I don't. It's oh, my foot is asleep, you guys. Oh my god, it hurts. Oh no. Oh no. Jesus Christ, don't crack Now you know what I have to deal with every single day. Mm. Especially when it comes to school. That's it's not so bad that I can't even walk. That's not why my foot's asleep. My foot's asleep because of how I was sitting. Yeah, I'm literally sitting on the treasure chest that sits at the foot of my bed. 
and Jennifer's over here sitting on a chair next to me. We had to come into the bedroom for this episode because uh, Mark is currently in the living room watching someone, YouTube videos. Someone play guitar. Yeah, it sounded like he was watching Markiplier just a minute ago, but I don't know. Eh, who knows? All right. Is there anything else you would like to say about Slenderman? It's been a long time that it, that I've actually researched on Slenderman because I like dove into it a lot mm-hmm. since I was like obsessed, uh, like powers and stuff. And then I found like a piece of paper that I wrote like Slenderman and Laughing Jack mm-hmm. and their powers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Naive little young me put it as because I knew if I let anyone else figure out about it there's a possibility Slenderman would come after me even though it was fictional. Aww. You want to know what I put on it? What? Unknown. Next to his name. Bless. So, you you kind of did the um, Wendigo slash Skimwalker thing where if you use its name it brings it towards you more. Yeah, except if you like have powers and stuff. Right. Instead of, like, if I figured out what he really was, he would come after me. Mm. Honestly, I'm pretty sure you could bring him to life if you, like, kept on imagining it for too long. Or you, like... Gosh dang it, I lost train of thought. (laughs) That's okay, I just spaced way out. I'm just sitting here, like... (laughs) Off in my little world. But no, I was thinking, like, dang, I can smell the incense from inside my treasure chest and it smells really good. (laughs) I smell patchouli. I honestly love the smell of lavender and lilacs. Mm. But alright, guys, thank you all. So much for coming and hanging out with the pillow fort in us again this week. Um, like I've said earlier, I set up a Discord for us, and I will post the link for that in the description. I have lost train of thought. Yep, my train just completely derailed i don't know where it went um also like i've been saying listener support is turned on if you guys could like help us with funding the uh, acquiring new gear for the podcast that would be greatly appreciated um and always stay spooky my friends I'm not done talking. Oh. But still, don't, always stay spooky. Don't try, don't try to throw the ending in there on top of me. <laughs> you broke my train of thought. Um, like I said, uh, the four first stories can be found on Reddit, and Slenderman can be found on the Creepy Pasta website. If you want to know more about the origins and all of the little backstory and details about him, it, whatever they are, um, 
yeah, you can go to Creepypasta and search for Slenderman and read that. Like I said before, I plan on retouching on Slenderman in a future episode so I can... What? What if Slenderman had cat ears and a tail? Why do you do this? <laughs> and he had literally a collar and a bell on it. With a bell on it and his tentacles were protruding and he was like, Not. A. Word. To anybody that looked to him. Mm. <laughs> it's interesting. And honestly... I mean... Okay, look, I, I like monsters. Maybe a little bit too much. Hmm. <laughs> that I'll just randomly think about... Let's just say things. Just some things. Anyways, if you guys have stories that you would like for me to read on the podcast, uh, you can submit them at let's get creepy at yahoo.com yahoo yeah sorry I'm, I'm not firing on all cylinders today guys um they can be submitted um via direct message through our facebook page as well um i mean yeah those, those are the best two ways to get them to me. Um, also... I think that's it. Alright. It's been fun, you guys. I hope we had fun in the pillow fort this time. And... I guess... Stay creepy, friends. Okay. <laughs>